This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to that's my show. What's up, Unji? I'm your host, Peter Kim, and that is Unji Kim. Yes, and we are your You're Unji Kim, I'm Peter Kim. No relation, believe it or not. I know we look exactly the same. We look like brother and sister. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming back. This is the Ajma Show. Uh, we are your premier Korean-American gay-ass comedy-ass podcast. We're here for you every week through this goddamn quarantine. We, LA just got a three-month extension, so we're going to August 1st, baby. Wait. God at, at the, Damn. Wait. Is it at the same level? They're not phasing down. It's at the same at the current level for three more months. They, you know what? That's that's very confusing because they said they're going to start doing a phased approach right. to reopening stuff. Right. But the shelter at home is going through, so it is confusing. I'm not sure because they're saying, "Oh, okay, non-essential business could pick up, and you could have you know curbside delivery and stuff like that." But they're also saying that, you know, you have to be, you can't be congregating. You can't be, there's no like going back to school, nothing like that. So God, you know, you know who I feel for? The kids, the kids yeah. who are missing summer break. I mean us, like we haven't had a fucking summer vacation since we're 18. So who cares? But yeah. what are you talking about? Fucking... Since, since, since in college, you still went had summer break. Not me. I was interning. You know, a bitch was interning every fucking summer. I mean, I still work. I saw, yeah, I still work. You worked, but that's not school. You that's know? not it's school. Like a, it's like yeah, a break true. mentally. Yeah, you know? I actually hated going home so much. I stayed in Ann Arbor every summer when wow. I wasn't interning. Yeah, I think it was because I was still like very much in the closet, and I didn't yeah. want to like go back and face my old high school friends, and then them asking all these questions. They're like, "Oh, do you have a girlfriend? What's going on? Oh, someone someone's gotten together." And I didn't want to like deal with the hometown, like the homies asking yeah, yeah. me questions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. So I stayed, I stayed in the on campus all summer, and I loved it. Same. I fucking loved staying on campus. I mean, you get to do as many drugs as you want. I mean, I was one of my favorite, like the first, because a bunch of other kids also stayed. They were very similar. The same kids always, always stayed. Yeah, like the first, like yeah. for that first month, they, they would always go, maybe go somewhere and eventually go home for a mm -hmm. little bit, but they always came back early. There was the kids yeah, that left early. late, left late, came back early. Yes. Was that you too? Oh yeah, yeah. I never, I never oh, tried to go home. That makes, I was never trying to go that home. That makes sense. Never trying to go home. I was never trying like, to go home. Ever. Any chance to not be around my goddamn parents? I was like, yes, please. Yeah. Give me no, the freedom. Be free, free, to be free. Yeah, yeah, of course. Always. That was me. That was me. That was you. That was. Yeah. That's us. That's, That's we're us. The, we're those type of fucking Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> so it's three more months at shelter in place. Yeah. Or like safer at home is what they're calling it in L.A. so that we don't freak out. But, you know, there's already been a lot of like protests. There was a whole I told you about this biker gang. Yeah. yeah. That was at this fish shack in Malibu. So, yeah, I, I'm afraid that the protests are going to get worse and bigger. Um, I'm sure we'll see a lot of that, especially throughout the summer. 
and the unemployment is skyrocketing. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I think there's some enough. ideas that that like some of the takeout places, like I know there's a couple of small businesses that will permit like curbside pickup now, like, you know, major retailers. So those people can go back to work. It's like that idea. Yeah. But yeah, but that just means that more of those people will, I don't know, like ride the trains. <laughs> Imagine getting on the fucking brown line right or red line right now in Chicago. Oh no, you cannot. Unfathomable. No. Yeah. I mean, you you drove around a lot, but like yeah. sitting next to a stranger on a public train sounds absolutely in enclosed space in a tin can full of hurtling towards a an office building that's going to be another small enclosed place. Yeah, no, that sounds oh like God. horrifying. That sounds horrifying. Terror. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I couldn't. Three more months. <sighs> three more months. And the thing is, you know, I want to be a hopeful, fun podcast for everyone, but three more months could ter- turn into uh, three years. Maybe this is our new normal. Uh, we've all, like, here's the thing. They kept putting these, like, oh, one more month, two more weeks, one more month, and they were doing that, but you saw the writings on the wall. You know what the hell was coming. They try to slow play this with us, and we're we're smarter than that. But there's a part of us that really, really, really wanted them to be wrong. We yes. were like, someone's gonna come save the day. We have this like hero complex of like Superman or Batman. Someone's gonna come and fucking fly in with the vaccine and be like, "Whoa, Gilead, they did it!" You know, like we have this like we have this like a sick part of us that's like, "Oh, this is gonna be like a movie, and it's everything's gonna be all a okay." I will say this. I that I for I think both of both you and I operate in extremes. So either we are extremely inordinately unreasonably optimistic or we're at the other end of the spectrum which is we're going to be like this for 5 years. <laughs> <laughs> Doom and gloom cynicism take us out right now. Yeah, I mean it's either it vacillates between I don't know. I'm the last Couple, this this past week or so, like I've been catching up a little bit because I took a break from all the information mm-hmm. and getting ca- kind of caught up a little bit. It seems it'll be somewhere in the middle, Peter. Like the the, the rest of the rest of twenty twenty is a wash. Truly, I'm. I just want to like close my eyes and it's like Happy New Year, you know. Like I just, <laughs> drinking champagne. Like I just want it to get yeah. to there now. Yes, but I mean, like some version of twenty, like whatever twenty twenty is gonna fucking be is this is this is what it's gonna look like. Either it'll be some level of like we can go out more or whatever, but social distancing will still be in place. There will be people, and you and I particularly won't want to go out to areas with more than. I mean, when's the next time you're gonna go to a fucking restaurant? You know, like for me personally, I can't even imagine going yes. paying for someone else to cook for me first right now. Yeah. Even though I really would love to not fucking cook a goddamn meal. Yes. To not once. think about what's going to go into my fucking mouth. I literally at this point would take a feed tube, put it directly in, put it into my mouth, pull it out of my asshole and just like be done with it. Like, can we just be done? <laughs> like, I want to live in a simulated like. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, what are those like drinks called? Like, where it's just soylent. Yes, I. That's yeah. that's what I want. I my husband and I recently talked about. It. It's like, can we be soylent people? Because I'm done. Like, I'll put some parsley on it. We can we can <laughs> eat it like soup. 
<laughs> a levity brightness. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Like the cooking it. was always a thing that like brought me joy and a sense of zen plus honestly control and That's creative the main reason output. Why we both like it. Yes. It's creativity. We love it. It's created it's creativity light cuz it's very controlling. Yes. Yes, it's diet creativity. <laughs> We love, we're control freaks and we also love, um, feeding, nurturing other people. Mm -hmm. It's true. So when they eat it and they bright, they get bright, you know, they light up, we light up. Yeah. But 60 some odd days into quarantine of doing that every motherfucking day, it's hard to find new things. I will say though, we have to get right into the show, but I just want to share that we got a stove top, top smoker. Which has given us, which has given us a very new, um, a new playful joie de vivre, if you will. <laughs> smoker, you got a fucking air fryer and a smoker. I can't. And a smoker, P- Peter. I don't. E- I don't know you anymore. I don't know you. No, like I've started. changed. <laughs> I've completely blossomed into a brand new Epicurean goddess. Wow. Here I am, and get this: the other day I made. Smoked kimchi jjigae. Ooh. We're going to talk about this offline, about this smoke. We're going to have to talk. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll do this offline and we'll put it on the Patreon. Yeah, because because I'm very curious about that. It has changed the motherfucking game. I I, I love smokiness. Do you? I love smokiness. You know, I'll send you the Amazon link. Because I like truff, I like dirt. Yeah, I like dirt. I like smokiness. I like <laughs> earthy. like earthy. Yeah. I like anything oh. that's like anyone. Anyone's like, um, oh, this is like herbaceous. I'm like, I want that. I want a mouthful of dirt. Yeah. That's how you know I'm a pig. <laughs> You're <a> dirty, sad <laughs> pig. <laughs> All right, let's get right into the reviews. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, yes. This review is totally from. You've heard us talk about them a couple of times, I think, on the podcast. The twins, these twin girls, yes. Um, the, okay, so this is the review, twin sister number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is an abbreviated. This is abbreviated. It was um, a long one. You could read the whole thing on our like, whatever our iTunes yes. listing or whatever. And the subject is the clicky Korean friends I never had. Okay. So this is a highlighted version. I find the gossipy nature of the two besties very comforting and entertaining while I'm in SF without the luxury of my closest friends and fam. Parenthetical aside, I also really enjoyed the industry talk because I don't hear much of it. The mo- I don't hear much about the ins of the comedy world, let alone with two Asian Americans. You two managed to switch back and forth between nonsensical riffs. <laughs> Okay. okay. That hurts. And and moving <laughs> profound inside on the Korean American culture in a very entertaining way. Thank you for making Korean Americans feel represented and making me literally laugh out loud like an idiot. Also, thank you for making me look smarter as I always learn a fancy new word that I try to implement into my vocabulary. All right, implement. <laughs> uh, I look forward to seeing more. Come on, vocabulary. <laughs> I look forward to seeing more of you two live. Iliasem! Yay! Iliasem! Twin sister number one. Hi. <laughs> annyeong, annyeong. Oh I gosh. miss you guys. Meeting you two and the other one with the loud laugh, your friend. Yes. One of the best days of my life, truly. <laughs> well, thank it you so, so much fun. for writing in. It was so fun. We yeah. got so drunk that night in LA. <laughs> 
Oh, oh God, bars. What the fuck? That was only a f- handful of months ago, NG. God damn, time has really flipped and upside I mean, down think, and flattened out. And you out. can attest to this, Peter. I love a bar. You bitch, you thrive in a bar. <laughs> I thrive in a bar. You that's like you love to like jump around. Yeah, yes, you're like person- you're. If in a new life you would be a bar fly, yes. you would sit at the end of the bar of the round bar mm-hmm. on a high stool, just like yeah. and then yeah. like one more, yeah. You know what she can do with that? Like yeah, that's yeah. like my whole personality. Yeah. That's how I cultivated all of this. Is a bar. Yeah. In it's Korea, crazy. you would be like the surjib ajumma, but you wouldn't own the surjib. You would just be there every day. <laughs> that's your that's your lot in life. I love that's that. That's true. I am. Ajima. Uh, yeah. Ha, to one day party with you in a bar again. Uh, yeah, let that truly. be let that be the, the vision that the pulls universe, us through. It, yeah. <sighs> let us again. manifest. Um oh. speaking of manifest, we are manifesting a live show. We have been talking about it. We did Chicago sold out. We did LA sold out. If you missed it, you get to catch us this time, May 29th, Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central. And then adjustments for wherever else you are, Eastern yes. Mountain. We are calling it or the Azuma sh- or international or international. Yeah, fourteen hours in Korea. Yeah. You know, like if you're in, I know we have some Korean fans. Yeah, um, it, it, it it's called the Azuma Show. It's going to be a live on Zoom. Yeah. So how this works is we just learned about this too because we have this phenomenal producer we brought on. Shout out to Virtually Perfect. They are going to be producing this show live, which means they're going to be clicking in and out of uh, unmuting you so we could hear you. And also Patreon's going to be playing along with games and stuff. So it's going to be comedy. It's going to be us bitching. Same old shit, but also games and interactive stuff. So that it really feels like a show that you can be part of. And how you're going to be able to do this is going to be through an Eventbrite link. We're going to send it out. We're going to be not send it out, but it's going to be on my on our um, uh, on the Ajima show, Instagram, Ajima show, Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, on the Patreon. We'll put it everywhere possible so that you can click on it. And then once you register with your email, then virtually prefer producer is going to send you the private Zoom link. Now, if you don't have Zoom and you don't feel like downloading Zoom or whatever, that's okay. Mm -hmm. You can stream on YouTube live. Now, that's just a one-way stream, which means you can just watch it like a TV show or a YouTube show and not interact with us, chat with us, tell us how beautiful we look, tell us how skinny I'm looking, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, If you're on the Zoom, you can do that. Okay, and I know there's like a lot of steps, but we're doing this because I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's a lot of like Zoom hacking. Um, Yeah, a a lot of Zoom, a lot of fucking creeps out there just being creepy on yet another platform. So we're trying to mitigate a lot of the hacking. So when you get this private link, do not share with people that you don't know. But if you have like a sachun, you know, an emo or even a kumo that you don't like. But she might like us share it with them. Okay. And also they all have to register so that the You have to register. Register so that the producer recognizes your email and can mm-hmm. give you a spot in the room. Because there's gonna That's the it. Zoom room, Zoom room maxes out mm-hmm. at a hundred. So anyone that so it's just like anything else, the room will sell out 
And if you mm -hmm. can't get in, that means that you will have to watch via YouTube stream, which is cool. It's very cool. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You just don't get to talk to us. It's much more of yeah. like a visual experience. And some of you yeah. were already doing that anyway, let's be honest. And so um, <laughs> you just you just want to watch and that's cool. Um, that's cool. We're kink positive here. Um, <laughs> so like I so the aside from that, like um, you guys once you're in the room, you can chat with us inside of the room. Um, and then also, if you register, like, there's no cost to the show. There's no cost. Free. There's no, it's free. So you're just coming, and we will uh, take donations, and there'll be a Venmo for you guys to send that to. But there's no cost to, for the link. So you're just registering. It's very cool. It's actually really very cool. Very cool. It's and really we, and cool. And Unji's been doing a lot of these. Yeah, yes. with this producer. So yes. she's a known entity. It's not some random first time thing you're going to sit there. And some of you might have already watched Zooms. Mm -hmm. I know my Asian friends have not. No. Zoom comedy because they don't even watch regular comedy. So they're right. like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not trying to go to a video conferencing site and watch a two inch screen while someone spits their jokes out you know like right. my friend one of my friends laureen fung one of my best friends from back home she saw that i posted something about crazy woke asians yeah she was like how do i watch it like what do i do blah blah and i i was trying to figure out how to tell her how to do it and i couldn't figure it out so i was like girl i don't know don't watch <laughs> i just don't do you really she's like i want to support you and i was like come to the azuma show yeah yeah, yeah. you're supporting me there okay <laughs> this is gonna be like 15 comedians you've never seen before some of them aren't even comedians there was a magician you know what i mean like forget it that's oh, not happening. okay they did it yeah. virtually okay no this our specific show will be you know acknowledging the medium right it's not a live show like we're not there with you looking into your fucking faces we will get to see some of your faces because that's the nature of zoom um if you choose to have the camera towards you we can see you but i mean like basically i would love to see you i would love to see you really would love yeah. to see you would love to reach out look at your faces that was another part about the crazy woke asians show it was kind of like it was like a lot of asian people in the zoom you know and just like to yeah. see it was kind of good um but yeah it's gonna be awesome it's if you haven't gone to a zoom show i've had two college friends who live from who live uh like on the west coast who watched mm -hmm. a couple of my zoom shows really enjoyed it like they didn't cool. they, they're not comedy people they're not even fans of the pod they're just like i don't know we've, we've always liked you we've always wanted to support you in some way and so they were finally got an opportunity to do it and all of them most of them work remotely now and do zoom calls so that it's already downloaded and shit right and they okay. liked it and liked it amazing I can, awesome. i'm just saying Check hello out. check it out check it 529 out. friday p uh, 6 p.m pacific 8 p.m central come check it out yeah it's a brave right. new world brave new you that's <laughs> step into it mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> now, um, let's get right into the show. I have been, I, last week I finally hit the wall. It, the, I think what happened was, first of all, I, when the quarantine first started, I was like, okay, I'm thriving. I am cooking. I am gardening. You were. I am doing workouts. Yes. I'm, I'm having like, you know, thirst trap pictures. Like I was really feeling myself. And you were also experiencing I, success. Like you were actually successful. Like you were like fucking doing, still doing Zoom calls, still <laughs> pitching shit. Like insane. <laughs> with yeah. all with an air of fucking fire. 
<laughs> you need to get over this fucking air fryer. You know what? For your birthday, I'm gonna send you one. And I, I'm gonna shut you the hell up finally and get you into the air fryer club because I, you've been talking about it too much, and you, I, you've been you've been using it as a way to put me down. But once you once you get it, you will see your life will change. Okay. All right. Okay. But yeah, you were ex- you're thriving. You truly were. I was thriving, and mm-hmm. what and what happened last week around right after our recording Wednesday, I went and I hit the wall. Interesting. And what I think when I look back at it, what triggered it was I, after that, that our recording, I, there's a bioluminescence happening mm-hmm. on the West coast, on the beaches. And I went out to look for it, me and Eric, and we couldn't find it. We were going up and down the coast and we couldn't find it. And there was something about that moment where I was like, damn, I can't even just like up and go see something. Everything needs to be planned. Everything is in this like structure of shelter at home, stay at home, uh, social distancing. Okay, if you're going to see your friend six feet away. Okay, if you're going to pick up a thing, you got to wipe everything down. It just, everything became, and I know that was the reality before, but there was a sense of novelty about this. this. This sense of like, Oh, whatever. This everybody's, you know, at home. We're all doing this together. No one's better than anyone else. It's fine. And I, I found comfort in that. Yes. And then when I felt that my life, there was a week or so, I think it was last week, where mm-hmm. every day I woke up at the same time, every day I worked out, and then I did some type of thing, and then I went to sleep. And then I, it happened over and over and over again. And at one point after that bioluminescence fail, I was yeah. like, bitch, I am just waking up trying not to die and then going to sleep. That's all I'm doing. I'm just barely avoiding death every day. Why even wake up? And I had this like really depressive, like s- spiral down of like, what is even the point of waking up? Peter, can I just tell you, you know? the, fact, the <gasps> fact that you, that life holds that much wonder for you on a daily basis is so envious. <laughs> like the fact that, <laughs> like you're talking about what made you depressed is truly my every day. Like it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are back. Thank you for continuing to watch. I'm sorry, we had a quick uh, Wi-Fi issue and uh, now we're back and we're going to finish off this show strong. <laughs> anyway, so I hit the fucking wall. I hit the fucking wall and I um, and then I decided to be super emo about it and uh, took some pictures on my Insta story saying like, I can't get out of bed. I'm sad. I have to do something. This sucks. It's very Figuring that everyone brand. else is kind of going. What'd you say? It's very unlike you. Very unlike me because, yeah. you know, and I don't, I try not to like be, I don't know, I guess vulnerable <laughs> on, <laughs> on my Instagram, on my socials. It's just not my persona. Like I get it. The brand is um, unassailable and confident and like, kacha, you yeah. know, like that's the brand. And when I showed the vulnerability, like half of the people responded with like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm feeling it too. Hiting, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And the other half was like, <laughs> is this a fucking joke? What the fuck <laughs> is really? wrong with you? Yeah. People were like upset at me for being vulnerable and that really made me think like oh 
I've created such a persona that I can't even show that other side of me without being ridiculed. Is this a problem? Is this an issue that I can't be the full version of myself and the people only want the confident, strident winner version yes. of me? And that's the that's the version of me on stage, you know, so like and, and I like that version of me and that's the version of me that I enjoy the most. But there are times when like I'm feeling fucking down yeah. and I, I guess like. I don't know. It made me feel a way about it. Like I can't, I can't be fully a, a full person on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever, you know, like it just felt weird. And I was like, damn, this, this, your social persona is not your own. Like you've made a contract with other people. And if, if you break that contract, they're going to get mad at you. Not mad, but upset. It's and that a, really got me into another spiral of like, what am I even fucking doing this for? If I can't be honest, you know? I mean, social is very specific because there's, some, I mean, we both know this. There's something to be said for having a small box because people want to focus on this thing and know you and very readily identify you as like the thing, right? If you make right. your brand hyper-focused, you become associated with that fucking thing and no one has to think twice about it. You are this person in some immediate recognition right and then that also helps limit the type of posts that you can do because it's very specific and you can you're never at a loss for what you're gonna fucking do or who you're supposed to be but the more you reveal yeah. yourself the bigger the room gets there are more places for people to go and wander it's more who you are obviously it's more three-dimensional it's not a it's not a square it becomes a box and um you know when when that and that happens also there's like there are pitfalls there because some people it's like unfocused right as like a brand manager if you think about it, it's unfocused it's i don't know it's about it's like how what version of yourself and you want to reveal because it can be very revealing but also i think some of it is in quarantine it's like well this is sort of the only way we can be honest because we can't be on stage anymore so yeah. where's the pivot? You know, like I've been thinking about that too. It's just like, well, I can't just only do this. Like it used to be like, I still got an opportunity to flex and be funny in front of people. And then my right. online persona was like a different facet of myself. Right. Like the marketing version. Yes. But, but now, now everything's been cut. Like even when I FaceTime with friends, and it's like, oh, sis, I'm having a hard time or like, oh, God, like this is you. I, it's almost like your friends don't want to hear that either. So because it's like, you know, you only have this much time to catch up. So you want to be like positive for each other. So it's like, when do we actually have time? You know, there, there are times when I used to hang out with friends. Ah, I should go, you know, drink yeah. and be like, God, this fucking sucks. Yeah. There, we don't have that outlet anymore. There used to be times where I was pissed off and I would go, down, go up on stage and be like, fuck my set. I just want to talk shit because I'm angry. Yeah. We don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and that that was the way we fucking expressed ourselves. And the fact that, like, I posted a thing like, like I'm in bed. <laughs> You People did get like emo upset. about it. You did get emo about it. I got emo about it. I was feeling, I, that, and that was the third day of my, like, it wasn't the first day. It was like the third day of getting up from bed yeah. and being like, I can't motivate myself to do anything to, to like fucking move, you know? And mm -hmm. I'm like, 
God, I need to, I'm going to like post this and see if anyone else is feeling this too. At least there would be a little bit of a connection there yeah. where I don't feel fucking completely alone. And then I got roasted for it. So you know what? <laughs> never again. No, never again are no. you going to see me fucking vulnerable. <laughs> you will never see me cry. You will never, ever see me weak again. And that's a fucking promise. Peter, you that's know what happens. That, how many people reach out to you and were like, commiserated and we're like yes and then did it make you feel better 50 50 truly 50 50 half the people 50 50 50 half the people were like half the people were like oh man i feel you half the people were like what what the fuck is wrong with you what is this i'm shocked that your brand is strong your brand is strong it's too strong it's too strong it's too it's too okay because the thing about it is i think peter what we're i also it's been for me a couple of weeks where i hit that wall and i think Mm. the issue is we've gone from a time of crisis where people band together to a way of life Uh right now this is becoming new norm so it's like that transition the monotony of all of that coming coming to bear Mm. And however those sort of like existential demons want to come to roost in your mind, it changes per person. You know, you have to make your own mental coop, you know, however these things are going to fucking lay eggs in your mind. You kind of have to figure that out. And it's because it's unprecedented. There's no template for it. Right. There's no I kept going. I have found myself going back to World War Two a lot and looking up like various (laughs) like victory garden recipes and shit and like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, like figuring yeah. out, like, ra- like you know, trying to like find like a, a a cake that you just use like one egg for, you know, some shit like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, and cooking a lot of Korean food, as you know, like it's just like comfort, right? And and yeah. that to me is like helping create like a template in some way, you know, so that the rest of it, so much of our lives are so unprecedented. Like, there's no cultural template for two queer comedians in quarantine <laughs> that are Korean as well. You know what I mean? There's nothing. Yeah, there's no literature. No. <laughs> there's nothing to no. read. There's <laughs> we're, the, we're, the old, we're the first ones. Yeah. We're literally living it. So it's like I'm looking for some like, oh, there at least others some did some part of this that I can mm. fill in because I just need to color in a little bit. You know, I'm a tracer. I was never good at drawing. So like that's sort of my kind of been a little bit of my mo with it but yes peter that like i think that's it it's like the transition from crisis mode which i think both of us sort of thrive in because you know like like chaos yes yes and like you know like we just like brisk like business like oh if there's something to do yeah yeah cut the emotion out do it do it get it done get it done Yes. yes. And now the fact. And that's why it caught up to me late. Yes. Yeah. Like, really? I, 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 didn't, I didn't give it the due time. Mm-mm. You're right. Yeah. And it's yeah. and, and the, when you told me about the biolus, bioluminescence, I was like, yeah, like that. that's the transition for you. It's going from like this time of like, oh, like everything is kind of new and blah, 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 too. And it was like too much of a. Like the what's the word here? The metaphor of it was too poignant for you, I think. <laughs> like the fact that the light was like going out. The light has gone out. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like that's how you like you have the heart of a poet. <laughs> I know. I I am I am very mellow. Uh If you break it down, yeah, I really real. am for real. Yeah. But um, I got out of it, and how did I get out of it? This might be something useful for you. Um, I, I see. This is the bad thing about being too smart and too self-aware of your own fucking brain and how you work. And with all the psychedelics I've done, yeah, I understand what's going on in my brain. Yes, what's going in my on in my brain is that I feel like I'm stuck in a loop, and I am feeling more and more anxious about how not present I am. I'm only thinking about how this day was like yesterday right. and is like tomorrow and there's no escape from it. So how do I do that? I need to shake it out. I need to break out of my physical scene. I need to do something completely new. I have to see, experience, smell, taste, breathe something new. So we drove out to Pasadena to this park that we've never been to and cool. the, and the first park we went to was closed. And already it started sinking in again. Yeah, yeah nothing could go right. <laughs> oh, God damn it, everything's happening. The world is against me. You know, every little thing that doesn't go your way is a personal fucking attack. Yes. And then at that moment, I was like, switch gears. This is where improv comes in handy. Is mm -hmm. that, oh, now this is a gift. Yeah. Now we get to do something completely, completely new. And then we went up to this park that was open. There was one parking spot left. Drove in there, yeah. got out, had a beautiful walk, beautiful hike. Looked at the you know, the mountains in the back, and you know, just California is beautiful. Yeah. And it, it, that nature immediately gives me perspective. It, it shows me exactly how small I am and how big the world is. Mm -hmm. And and then it, it pulls me out of that like self-loathing, that like. It's really a selfish, egotistical. It's like I need to experience the death of the ego in order to free myself from this anxiety. And that's that's exactly what I did. And it helped. And then I went to a friend's backyard and we sat, you know, six yeah. feet away and we ate and drank our own things and had a laugh yeah. and came home. And it was it was back. I was back. Yeah. So I if anyone else is feeling emo and melodramatic, whatever, it's OK. Don't let the fucking haters tell you. That it's not okay. Yes. But maybe if that's not your social brand, think about it before you post it. <laughs> Truly. I mean, I have, I have, our mutual friend Jack has been like left and I haven't been able to see someone face to face for a couple of days. And I have gone, yeah. it's like really getting to me. So I'm going to try, I'm trying to reach out and like break out of my own fucking routine because I'm also, you know, also today my Roomba did arrive. So I'm really, <gasps> I have big hopes for it. And it's like, <laughs> It arrived and I was, I yelled. I was like, ah! Like, <laughs> and my son was like, what is it? I was like, it's a robot that cleans and I may, it will make me happy. And that was like, that was unprompted. Like, I, <laughs> it was, I, we'll see what it, I, it's, I love to create high expectations because my husband says I'm addicted to disappointment. So um, huh. we'll, see, <laughs> we'll see how, how much it lives up to the hype or not, but. I'm very, very excited. I, I will say that um, I don't have like, I'm I'm more like in the anxiety cycle. Like I have more than malaise. I'm more like, uh, I don't know. I have like a weird detached malaise. How about that? I don't engage it like the mm. way that you do. I was, that was why I was so impressed with it. You know, like the fact that you were not only able to engage it, but also post about it. Like that's very intriguing to me because I do not engage with my the malaise. 
I leave it at Depo- a distance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You avoid it. Yes. I'm very avoidance as well. Yeah. But, you know, after the air fryer, yeah. I've realized that <laughs> I need to take things head on. And the avoidance really is the the worst part of my per- personality. And I really had to, like, stop doing that. Um, obviously, I got bit, you know, hard because people didn't like it. But, you know, I had to sometimes we fail. Sometimes and also, fuck the haters during quarantine. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Truly. Like, That's we're it. all like, are you That's kidding it. me? Like, you're going to come for somebody, like a friend, even a casual one in this way? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> like, like truly, fuck you. Like, go, go yeah, eat a yeah. sourdough starter and then explode. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a look with that. We'll take a quick break. <laughs> Hello, we are BTS. BTS. Please welcome BTS. BTS. Hello, we are BTS. We're back. We're back. Okay. Speaking of all this, like, sort of like malaise and stuff like that, I this was I was reading this um, Refinery Twenty Nine article, uh, and this is just like a quick reminder during Asian Pacific Islander whatever History Month that mm-hmm. we Asian Americans are responsible for about half, I think, half of the suicide deaths in America. Half the suicide in America are APA. Holy shit. So, <laughs> so it's a, it was a study in six, 2016 by the CDC that half of all the suicides were committed by a- Asian American Pacific Islanders in the U.S. And we account yeah. for a tiny portion of the people that go for therapy. <laughs> so just as a steady reminder to all of us out there that... You know, I think some of us t- internalize like um, dysfunction as sort of like a cultural occupational hazard. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we're Asian, so all of our parents are mean to us and make us feel like shit. And it's like, no, that's not. <laughs> that's like, that's not. That's you know, not normal. We, yeah, it's not normal. And we're all dealing with it in various ways. But going for therapy is like the benefit of living here. That we don't have to live inside of this code of silence, this Confucian ideal of like total um, reverence for parents, because that's where a lot of this comes from, right? And that's like that's some of what this article talks about is like this betrayal of the Confucian like sort of relationship with parents that you have to, that you have to undergo in order to go through talk therapy. And mm-hmm. both of us talk about this avoidance thing about both of our senses of malaise, and it's like kind of like that we like. Like, like you know, this like whatever. It's not pressing. It's not that important. Is it anything to do with our immediate the stuff that goes into your mouth, our wallet, right, or on our body? Right. Then if it's not an immediate mm-hmm. concern, then well, who cares? But right, we're we're all living in like wartime mentality. Yes, and that's trauma that all of us are taking on. And the you know we've talked about this before. Um, how much our parents internalized because of the trauma they had. But that's generational trauma. Like we have taken on their trauma um, and we didn't get to experience any of the trauma. (laughs) 
<laughs> like we just get it from them, these people that supposedly love us. So that's like another fucked up twist to it. So this was just a, um, we'll just link to the article and stuff, but I just wanted to get that out there and remind all of us that we need to take care of ourselves. And it just as a part of the history month, like this is part of our history as well. It is part of our history and it's a sad part of it. Yeah. You know, like it, the fact that we are over half the amount of suicides in America and we're only what? 4%? Yeah. Five. Of the population? Five, yeah. Five. Five? Okay, that's bigger. But still, um, it's it's too it's it's overwhelming that's not good and i thought this was just a like an east asian issue but i guess it is an asian american issue as well yeah which makes complete sense because it's coming from our parents and you know it's not like they're taking us to therapy when we have problems they're just beating us (laughs) beating it out of us with a fucking shoe (laughs) yeah so yeah making you feel embarrassed enough about it to never say it talk about your feelings again (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) i mean like that and that's a part of it like that that doesn't that's a part of the cultural thing that we can shake off here you know that's not a societal thing you know like how many like that's just not a thing and it's also not a form of weakness i feel like we take this on as a badge of honor and a badge of pride because as we move forward we're like oh well i've survived and it's like right yeah but do you want to survive or do you want to thrive you know and so like i think talk therapy acknowledging these things growth like peter like even talking to you about you know with your various acid trips and like taking overtaking your anxiety like bitch and transcendent like the meditation like bitch you're 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 like you were a cactus and now there's a flower on your ass like you know like i see you blooming (laughs) (laughs) wow a cactus um well thanks i appreciate that (laughs) never been compared to an arid spiky inedible plant before that's really nice but that's um, they bloom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's blooming. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like a dragon fruit growing out of the fucking you got succulent. It. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, listen, the, we all need to take care of ourselves. Please take care of yourself. There are, especially there are anxiety, phone numbers, NAMI. Um, there's a lot of stuff that there are hotlines out there. Please reach out. And also like... I don't know if this kind of stuff that we do is helping you, but, you know, seek out the stuff that's helping you, entertaining you, that you can connect to. You can always DM us. We usually DM back unless you say something crazy. Even and, then, we DM back. So yes, whatever, always, you know, always. Like, always. Also, we we also, love it. <laughs> the therapist I went to as a, high, as a high school teen who changed my life, truly, like mm. changed my life was I was so fortunate to have had her, um, who was essentially a third parent. Um, but her interaction with me also changed the trajectory of her life, her career. So she, because of the interaction she had with me, decided to focus solely on um, families of immigrants um, and immigrant families and new um, immigrant populations moving into America and like their mental issues. So she devoted her life to basically servicing like first and second generation families because it's such a distinct yeah um like emotional ecosystem it's not like anything else it's just it's very specific so yeah yeah. reach out definitely reach out um now my story today kind of like goes into this like 
suicide issue and not being able to talk and, you know, really hiding um, who we are. And this is a story uh, that's ongoing right now. And it deals with when collectivism goes wrong. And we've been talking about how, you know, the reason why South Korea uh, and East Asian countries in general are faring better than Western you know, Anglo-Saxon kind of colonial countries because we have less individualism. Um, but there's something going on right now with there's a there was a second spike in coronavirus cases. Yes. And um, they were all uh, oddly enough traced back to this one club in Itaewon. And Itaewon class is the drama that we've been watching, yes. that we finished, and how crazy that it circled back. Yes, it makes makes sense because Itaewon has a lot of different types of people, mm-hmm. including LGBTQ, yeah. IA, you know, um, and also a lot of uh, expats people, and a lot of for expats. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you know, under probably you know this was a stupid thing to do, but clubs reopened and people and people needed to fucking be out and drinking you know like you and i were saying we love going to a bar and fucking going to a pub so like these people really wanted to just hang out at these clubs and um uh, what happened was uh, there was a huge spike uh and at least 14 people may have been infected by one single man in his late 20s who had no symptoms at the time so he didn't he might have been tested before was in the clear had no symptoms but was carrying COVID 19 went out to the club he was like i'm fine i could do this went out and you know either through direct or indirect contact there were 14 people that were infected and now in korea because they have this app downloaded on their phones they're able to contact trace as much as possible. Right. So the hospitals and healthcare providers started testing over 2,500 people, but many queer people uh, have avoided these efforts of contact tracing because they're afraid that they'll be outed against their will. And rumors are right. that this club was a gay, gay club. Yeah, yeah. Gay bar. And the Korean media has been like shaping this like ugly narrative about people's sexuality needing to be known. Like we need to know if they're gay. We need to know if they're queer because that that is a public interest. And this is when it starts getting fucking like fascist and disgusting. Yes. And this is when it get like one too many like collected for the greater cause gets yes. to become like centralized power. Yeah. And w- this is when it gets like uh, it's you that know, moment in Animal Farm. It's that moment in Animal Farm. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And um and then so these YouTubers are now joining gay dating apps like Grinder and stuff and outing these gay men live on their YouTube. Get the fuck out of here. They're doxing them. And much like like they were these fucking creeps like six months ago, a year ago, we were talking about how these like bullet camera like um upskirt videos were coming out and shit like that. Like these are the, this is the same type of people who are doing Doing this and some social media users have posted video footage of gay bars and clubs you um urging followers for donations to help put a stop to these disgusting goings-ons this is fucking disgusting in this article a 37 year old it engineer spoke to the paper under the pseudonym chang ji myung mm-hmm. admitting that he had been to three of the clubs but feared for his job if he was tested 
And these people, these contract tracers are contacting the jobs saying, hey, this person who works at your company has COVID. So shut it down or like make sure other people who are working in the vicinity be tested as well. And if and because it's coming from a gay bar in Itaewon, now these people who are leading just private lives, all of a sudden their lives are public. And this is a really like. They're facing humiliation. Uh, It's so fucked up. This one guy, Lee Young Moo, a gay man in his thirties, said that his credit card company passed his payment information from one of the visits in in the gay club to uh, visits to the gay district to the authorities. He said, quote, I feel so trapped and hunted down. He said, if I get tested, my company will most likely find out I'm gay and I'll lose my job and face a public humiliation. That is the, fucked up. This his is so fucked up. Pa- his payment to the... That is That's so like, fucked up. That is so fucked up. This is an in, such a invasion of privacy that goes beyond public health. It's like you don't need... No <clears throat> one needs to... If a straight club... If a straight people at a club got covid they wouldn't be doing this they wouldn't be like oh yeah disgusting penis and vagina action yeah. you know what i mean like they would have been like well they were at a club they were outside these people need to be contacted and put down there's no reason why someone's sexuality needs to be outed or any anyone's sexuality gay straight bi whatever no one needs to know who you're fucking and who you're loving that is your private data and for credit card companies to tell you where you purchased in itaewon and uh, you know some of these guys were going to gay bathhouses yeah. do you know how how fucking that's suicide uh, yeah. like that's what drives people to suicide that you put so much shame on their sexuality and what they're fucking doing and then you put it out into the public and without any of their consent calling it a public health crisis this is exactly what happened with the AIDS crisis yes. back in Korea in the 80s yes. they were doing the same fucking thing yes. trying to root out the problem yeah. this is not a public health issue it is a public health issue because it's COVID but it should be treated exactly as if they were heterosexuals yes. this is so so beyond disgusting and an invasion of privacy it needs to stop and this is when we, you know we love being korean and we love calling out like how great korea is and stuff like that but there are disgusting people in korea too and we have to call them out and that's all i'm gonna say that this is a wait where did you find out about this story there's an article um on ap news okay. um saying how like homophobia is really damping clamping down on like the ability to track people right because people are doxing you know like before when the first iteration of covid everyone was like okay take my name number let's go let's stop this thing and now that they've already done it and the fear of homosexuals is so rampant that this has become a political issue which it ought not to be this is our this is where it all goes I mean, every single public thing, it's in these in this sphere, people under this amount of stress who yeah. are quarantined, who see and imagine danger at every behind every corner. This is how this shit starts. This let's, is how let's, it starts. Let's, Korea, let's squash it. Let's squash it and let's, let's try to be better. Be, as, yeah. as, our, as our own first lady would say, be best. Be best. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with Kick-Ass Koreans. <laughs> Yo, the world is a complex. We was looking for love. 
나도 그냥 그런 사람들 중 하나였어 진짜 사랑인지 뭔지 믿지도 않으면서 습관처럼 사랑하고 싶다 지끄렸던 But I found myself the whole new myself 나도 헷갈려 대체 어떤 게 진짜 난지 널 만나고 내가 책이란 걸안걸까 아니면 네가 내 책장을 넘긴 걸까 어쨌든 난 내게 최고의 남자를 원해 아마 당연해 넌 내게 이 세계 그 자체였게 죽을 거면 꼭 나와 같이 All right, we are back with our favorite section of the show and yours. It's time for Kick-Ass Koreans, y'all. Yeah! All right, let's bring it on home. Uh, my Kick-Ass Korean today is none other than Hyunsu Yim, Im Hyunsu. He is at Hyunsu in Seoul on, um, on Twitter. He's a journalist and a reporter for the Korea Herald, which is... Uh, and, and he's a regular guest on Arirang Radio, which are both English language media outlets in, in Korea. Cool. So he is mostly covering K-pop and entertainment, but also had this great Twitter feed or thread uh, uh, kind of talking about what was going on with this LGBT doxing issue. And uh, go to his Twitter and you could read the entire, it's, it's like a nine part thread. It's really interesting. And he's very well spoken. I, I shouldn't say that well spoken, but he is, you know, he sounds smart. No. Anyway, <laughs> he was tweeting, and I'm part of this thread I, I found very interesting. He tweeted this one user, at, retweeted as a, an example of how the like the underlying hatred and fear in Koreans is really hurting the efforts to uh, to fight the, this this second outbreak, if you will. This person said in Korean. This is a straight up quote in Korean. 한국에서 아웃팅을 당하고 당한다고 아 uh, 불이익을 당한다고 단, 당하는 게 억울하면 다른 나라 가면 됩니다. 절이 싫으면 중이 떠나는 거지요. 중은 절을 바꿀 수 없습니다. 한국 사회는 바뀌지 않아요. Now, how this translate is, if you don't want to get outed and disadvantaged, you can live in another fucking country. Yeah. A monk cannot change the temple. Korean society will not change. This is a small-minded individual tweeting this. And this is like... This is exactly what the GOP is in America, okay? And then in response to that, the tweet went viral, uh -huh. okay? And uh, to, to the claim that South Korean society won't change. Yeah. And this person said, quote, said by someone from a country that ousted their president through a candlelight demonstration in disbelief okay exactly yeah your korean society every society changes every society can be better you don't get to pick and choose what part of your society that you conserve mm -hmm. versus you progress fuck you and that's it that's okay. my kick-ass korean hyunsu yim follow him on instagram <laughs> okay mine is um i bet i was trying to do some deep dive on this one her name is uh Wula. But her anglicized name is Willa Kim. Very cool. Very she cool. is a Tony Award winning costume designer. Whoa. Yes. For for which show? For so she won her first Tony for her won her <laughs> first Tony for um a glamorous Harlem Renaissance inspired designs for Gregory Hines, Judith Jameson in a, it's a show called Sophisticated Ladies. It was a Duke Ellington musical review. And Ooh. then she did um uh, her one or second a decade later for the Will Rogers Follies a Ziegfeld Ziegfeld style vaudeville extravaganza with a western accent wow. 
starring uh, Keith Carradine. So she and she was so she worked operated mostly in um, she got all this acclaim in her 60s and 70s. So when she was later in life and she yeah. lived until she was 99 years old. Damn. I know she uh, so it's she died in 2016. It's incredible. It's incredible, actually. So she um, also lived. So both her and her brother, her brother was like the most decorated war veteran during World War II. He could not actually join the army because it was so racist. And then he served in Korea with distinction and um, like spent his life in the army, even though he numerous times like he fought in the Korean War as a as an American soldier. I think about that. Um, insane. And then he like, op- he has a school named after him, like very recently. Um, he like devoted his life to civil justice and stuff. And he, it's like an extraordinary family. Her, her brother's name was, I think, I think we did do a, a kick-ass Korean with him, but it's, uh, Kim Yong uk Okay. And, uh, he died in 2006. So he was like a very decorated military personnel, but she. Cool. Tony Award winner, but neither of them had kids. Oh. Neither of them okay. had biological children. She married huh. a Frenchman uh, in the 50s. He was like with the glitterati. Like, I, she, her husband knew like people from the Paris, he was an art editor at the Paris Review. If you're not familiar with it, I highly recommend um, the Paris Review will oftentimes release a book of their interviews always a good read at the end of the year guarantee i highly recommend but um if you're unfamiliar with the paris review so she was obviously like in this like very eclectic artistic world and like but then he left in the 70s and she just stayed no no Hmm. divorce they just remain friends doesn't this all smell queer that's very queer yes yes (laughs) Like, like moment in I, queer Korean history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like trying to, I was digging around, but like it was, that's like, we don't have anything like that yet, you know, and no one wants to be out at, at post death, but it, yeah. it smells fishy. 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 Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's hangs on right there. You know what I mean? Like that she married <laughs> like a guy that's probably a gay Frenchman that he moved back yes. to France. He yes. never had any children. Like she, I've I never mean, met a man from France that wasn't gay. So <laughs> even the straight ones. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is what was intriguing about her specifically. We will, I will link to her New York Times obit, which is always a to me like her Wikipedia entry is very sparse, but her New York Times entry is rich. So awesome. um, yeah, I I love stuff like that. So you guys, I will I will cool. link to that as well. Um, and that's yes. it. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Join us on Azuma Live May 29th, Friday, 6 p.m. 8 p.m. Pacific Central. We love you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>